No worries, mate. All I can right. do that. All right, off we go. G'day and thanks for joining us again at Once When I Was Cool podcast. I'm Dave, your host, and I'm here joined with We Over the Magic of the Internet. How's things, We? Uh, much better now. Thanks, Dave. Now that we've got the interweb working well. Yeah, it was a few false starts on my end, unfortunately. I think the internet was getting a bit tired. It's starting to get a bit colder, so there's a bit bit of a difficulty there to get us going. That's the story of your life. Few false starts, mate, usually. <laughs> <laughs> it sure yeah. is. Yeah. And yes. uh, as, as always, getting us out there to your earballs is producer Simon. How's producer Simon going? I kind of yeah, he looks all right. It doesn't seem yeah. to be too too discerned. He's actually paying a bit of attention, which is nice to see. That's a change. Yeah, well, it is. He's usually <laughs> disinterested. These young people these days, millennials. Yeah, yeah. So we look. I was. Um, I can't remember what I was watching. I was watching some show just recently, and there were some kids outside playing a few different sorts of games and carrying on and doing the old school sorts of things. And um, I came to realise that there's a few games that we uh, we don't really play these days. Think well, we don't anyway because we're adults, and we, it'd be weird if we did. But there's um, certainly some um, games that I notice that kids don't play these days. And so I guess why we once when I was cool, we used to play games. And this is going to be a different episode to the games we played previously with the the episode we did before. Um, but there's there's a few games there that I, I see around that you just don't see kids playing outside playing anymore. Yeah, well, if we just pop back a second to where you were saying that if we we were playing it, look, one, I don't think we could. Two, I'd love to see us try and play Leapfrog. That'd be uh, awesome. I'd like that recorded. I reckon, I reckon it's going to be hideous. Uh, I don't know. I reckon. Um, I reckon I'd be all right with that one. But there's a couple of others that are that are going to be on the list that I'm not real sure about. I, I, I just I'm just trying to work out how I can get my legs wide enough to get around your head. I seem to remember even, I mean, Delilah's, um, yeah, Delilah's um, 15 now. And I even remember when she was a little kid and had um, had birthday parties, she didn't used to, they didn't used to play a lot of these different types of games. No, look, I remember my, my kids are a bit older. I mean, my baby's uh, 22, Dirk, he's 22. But I remember, you know, the whole duck, duck, goose thing, you know, hmm. where you'd be running around that you don't see that anymore. Well, I have seen versions of, of Duck, Duck, Goose where they, um, you know, they walk along and it's an adult version and it tends to be more of a drinking game than anything or certainly people are fairly inebriated when they're doing it and uh, someone walks along and does the Duck, Duck, Goose but with the goose he actually slaps him across the back of the head with a, a thong or a flip-flop or whatever you want to hear it. Yeah, and for our um, listeners over in America, a thong in Australia is flip-flops, not a, yeah, a, yeah, a, a G-banger. It's something that goes <laughs> on your foot. But, yeah, anyway, this person was walking along and everyone had their head down um, and um, he used to run along and, um, uh, well, as he was going along, he said, duck, 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 and as he said, goose, he's hit this guy smack in the back of the head with this, um, with this song. It wouldn't be much well, fun. Wouldn't be, it'd be it funny. Okay. It was funny. It'd be funny if it was if you were the guy doing the the hitting, not the guy receiving. That'd hurt a little. Tends no, to it, make more tends to make more noise than um, pain. Did you used to play Duck Duck Goose? Ah, oh, way back when. Yeah, back in the day, I even used to play it with my kids when they were little. I can't ever remember catching anybody. Oh, <laughs> imagine us as adults, even when my kids were little, and um, I was a lot fitter back then. Not as mm. I'm, I'm a lot fatter now, not fitter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was still hard to get up as quick as what they could. Kids are just so agile. 
and so limber. And yes. um, the other one we used to play in class, and I don't know, it used to seem like it was always a bit of a treat to play it, and that was heads down, thumbs up. And if you're unfamiliar oh, with that, yes. everyone used to have to put their head down and put their hand in the air, and the person who was it used to walk along and just gently touch the thumb. And I don't know what happened then. I think then it was your turn and nobody really knew who it was or who did it. And, yeah, I can't actually remember what the point of the game was, but I remember I used to enjoy playing it. Because I used to go through, it was like ninjas. And the thing is, when you put your head down, you'd be able to see people's shoes. They, they didn't realise that. Mm. Or they'd put their arm across, they'd put their head on their, their arm and then look through the crook of their elbow at the, whoever was walking past. If there was any way of cheating, I bet you and I were both, <laughs> I bet you and I are right into that. Well, I don't know that I ever really cheated. I was always usually just happy to be included. <laughs> True. Oh, look, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I was just happy to be one of the crowd. And um, I, I can't remember whether it was like a, a sort of mystery type thing where you had to figure out who it was or um, whether as somebody touched the thumb, everybody used to get up and walk out and just leave one person sitting in the room there waiting for everybody else to do it. But I, I, honestly, I remember playing it. I do not know, do not know the connotation of the rules. I thought they used to just sort of go through and touch it, and you had to guess who did it. But I, I, I honestly, I honestly can't remember how that game's played. That's no, it, uh, it was oh, one man of those, coming out of me. It's one of those school games that um, seemed to be fairly um, unoffensive and uh, pretty easy to to sort of do, and didn't cause any harm, and didn't get didn't trigger anybody, or uh, didn't leave anybody out, or anything like that. Um, but speaking of the school type games and games that you wouldn't get to play at school anymore, I guess another one is and probably more a party game was musical chairs. Oh, musical chairs was awesome, and we used to do it at school. So, and and you you know you'd always um, there'd always be the big kids that'd be going in and trying to play fair, and they'd push you off it and stuff. I um, you know have played it at games all across. You know, as a kid going into when you sort of do it as a teenager, it was more sort of. Um, tackle musical chairs. It was like whoever could steal the chair and sit on it. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. And the chairs used to uh, the chairs used to go in for a fair uh, state of disrepair, especially if there were the too hefty, yeah, too hefty lads having a go at it. Or yeah, all the plastic ones where you 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 know the legs are just snap underneath it. I saw this video on one of those um, one of those you know comedy sites that has all these sorts of things, and there were the it was it was adults, and they were in like a. a a big room or a gymnasium type thing because it was filmed from a sort of fair distance and it was a man and a woman and they would have been sort of early 20s. Anyway, they were going around, the music was going for a while and there was one chair left. Anyway, he was on the other side and she's going to sit on it and as he's going to sit on as she's going to sit on it, he's grabbed the back of the chair and reefed it out. So she's gone ass up and landed on the floor and he's just turned around, sat on it himself and I think she then got up and tackled him out of it. Yeah, it was it was quite amusing. I guess yeah. you, I guess you had to be there, really. Yeah, but how how many times were you at school when the person in front of you went to sit on the chair and you pulled the chair out? Yes, I remember somebody getting very angry at me one day for doing that, and I don't even think I pulled it out. I think it was worse because not only did I pull it, I didn't pull it far enough, and they sort of scraped their back all the way down. I don't think they were very happy about it. Oh, that 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 is a bit torturous. Usually, it said, yeah. 
Go on. No, no. Is that a revelation? I did. Do you ever remember sitting, like when you'd sit in assembly and you'd have all the chairs there and you used to have to, um, you know, you sit in assembly and you sit quietly, but you'd tap on the back of somebody's chair. You'd just keep kicking the kicking the leg of the metal chair and they'd get really annoyed because it's really frustrating. It's like being on a plane when somebody keeps putting the tray up and down. Um, and I remember I was doing this to one kid one day and he stood up and picked the chair up over his head and threatened to hit me with it. I, I, I lost all composure of cool and uh, looked very um, juvenile and put my hands up and winced. I, don't, I may, have even, uh, may have even cried a little. Did you let out a little scream? Because I reckon you would have. You I think like I did. Yeah. I think I did let out a little squeak or a little peep. It was very unmanly. But uh, I do remember um, this kid was so annoyed and he just picked up this chair and, and let out a few expletives and had it above his head. And I went, oh, I, I learned a lesson that day. I bet you did. I, I, tend to, uh, I tend to these days, and I still do it, and I've done it my whole life as long as I can remember it. Um, I sit there and shake my leg you know, up and mm. down, up and down. And I don't even realise I'm doing it. Yeah. And, and I've been at work. I've been at work. I've been in planes. I've been in places where, you know, if you do it, one person does it, the whole, I've just had people at work going, uh, do you want to stop? And I'm going to stop what? Yeah. And, and it just, it continues. I, I do it all the time when I'm with my wife um, and I'm forever getting, you need to stop. You need to stop. It's just a nervous tick. But sometimes when people tell me to do it, Mm. I'll be really annoying and just do it on purpose then. And I'll <laughs> do it just for a little doesn't bit. Doesn't sound like you. No, not at all. But I'll do it and I'll just wait till they sort of go to say something. It's like at work. I'll be in a meeting and um, because I'm not juvenile and um, I will ring people when they're in a meeting because we have our what we call deck phone, so our internal mm-hmm. phone system, yep. and I'll just put it down and I'll know the numbers. So I'll ring them and just wait until they go to pick it up so before they get to see my number come up. And I'll just wait and keep doing it because even when they put it on vibrate, especially yeah. if it's on the table. It makes it an even louder noise. Even louder noise. Hmm. But, but you know, aside from that, um, I'm not very annoying at all and I don't think uh, I would hmm. do that kicking of people in the, yeah, in the planes and kicking, stuff. Yeah, kicking and tapping. I don't think people on planes do it deliberately. I think they just don't have any awareness of what they're doing. I think they're just in their own little world and they don't think that anything happens. So. Yeah, I, yeah. I used to when I was when we were kids, we all used to have our positions in the car. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. So I sat behind Dad that way he could not really mm. reach around and give me a whack. Mm. And and Mum, who was sitting across diagonally in the passenger seat, she wouldn't really do it. She'd just look around and I'd just go look at her and you, you know just mm. you play the. But um, with my younger brother in the middle. Um, he used to just get him and my other brother on the other side. That way they could get a smack from the old man if he reached back. <laughs> but, so who, who got the middle? Uh, the younger brother. The younger he one? Was all, yeah, he was always in the middle. But every now and then, just to try and get me into trouble, yeah, he'd put his foot up and put it into the back of Dad while he was driving. Yep. Oh, the old man, Dad hated that. Dad hated that and it was... So he, he did get me back occasionally because Dad couldn't reach, but he'd reach around behind and if he got your leg, he'd give you a pinch and tell you to stop it. <laughs> and they really hurt. Sometimes that was worse than getting a whack, getting pinched. Oh, and he'd be like a ninja. I keep saying he was like a ninja. I'm sure he was part ninja back in some of his lineage somewhere, like mm. a Sicilian ninja. Mm. But, like, you wouldn't even realise the hand would be around and he'd be giving you a pinch and you're going, what the hell? Mm. And then the younger brother would be having a laugh. Mm. 
Mm. Especially if you're asleep and he was doing it. <laughs> ah, diabolical. <laughs> so some of the other games we're talking about, back to what we were actually meant to be oh, going sorry. about today. That's right. Um, and school games, again, because you couldn't really do it at home because you didn't have enough people and when you were playing it was teams, you'd you'd have to play something. And that was um, Tunnel Ball. Do you tunnel, ever play Tunnel Ball? Tunnel Ball was great. If you didn't like the person behind you, you always flipped it straight up at them. Because <laughs> Tunnel Ball, for people who don't know where it is, Basically, there's a line of about seven people, I think, and you use like a medicine ball, so it's had a bit of weight in it. Mm. And basically, the person at the front has to throw the ball all the way through, and they roll it along to the person at the end. They collect it, run mm. up to the front, put it through. So all the people would stand with their legs apart, and the ball had to roll through to the yeah. person at the back, and the person at the back was usually turned around yeah. um, so that they could get the ball and then run to the front, and then they had to do it. Correct. Now... If you didn't like the person um, that was behind you or you, you were going to lose anyway, mm. you'd do one or two things. You'd hoik it up so it hit them uh, maybe in the uh, groinal area. In the toilet parts. Yeah, in the, in the, as I call the groinal area. Mm-hmm. Or you just throw it straight into their leg and because of the weight <laughs> of the medicine ball. It's See, just I, knocking I don't straight ever... to the ground. I don't ever remember playing with a medicine ball. I think we used to play with um, like a soccer ball or something like that or maybe yeah, a basketball or something. It was dependent on um, how oh, look, many. Oh, yeah, how many you had and what it was. And, mm. But um, it was to make it harder, I suppose. Well, and, and the, the whole purpose of it was was to roll the ball through and then everybody had to go through once and whoever did it the fastest was the winning team. Yeah, yeah. And then there was the other one where you used to look at each other and you used to throw the, the ball like sort of and then the, you'd throw the ball to the first person, they'd throw it back to you, they'd drop down, then you'd throw it to the person. Yeah, and then you'd behind have to throw it. And, the and when you the threw very... it to the last one, had to yep. run past you. Yep, and then start it all again. Yeah, so when you threw it to them, they had to run around you, go back, throw it to you, drop down, throw it to them, grab it, oh, they'd run I... around you. I thought it was like, I don't know, I can't remember what that game was called, but I I thought that the purpose of that was that the person at the end, once they got it, they then ran to the front and started it like tunnel ball again. Mm. No, it was the the game we played, what, you throw it to them, they catch, run around you, go back to their spot, throw it back to you, drop down, and then the person at the end had to get it, you'd throw it to them, um, They'd run and they'd throw it back to you. And once you got it after that, you had to turn and do like a 10-metre dash to the line. Oh, I don't remember it being like that at all. That's that's very... It's hmm. technical. Isn't yeah. it? It seems it to be technical for little yeah. kids. Well, yeah. That's... Do you ever do you ever remember that variant on, on sort of a similar sort of thing, but not really, um, a version of cricket where you used to play and if you hit the ball rather than run to the other end, you used to have to run at the stump that was out at about 45 metres and then run back again? Did you ever play that yeah, game? Yeah, it was sort of like a, a tipsy, like a tipsy cricket type thing. Yeah, but rather than running to the other end in a straight line like you do with normal cricket, you yep. used, there used to be a stump sort of out at 45 45. And you yeah, have to run, that's out, right. run around it and come back again. I don't really see why the, we did it, but that was another game we sort of used to play. And, and I there can't were remember. Two, I, there, were, there were two points, wasn't there? There was a left and a right and then and, and one at the other end as well. It was like a square, like a, a cross. Okay, like a, a bit plus like sign. a baseball diamond type yeah, thing. Yeah, but it was like a plus sign yeah. and in the middle yeah. then you'd, you'd hit it and then there were sort of bowlers on each end. So wherever it went to, 
yeah. they would they would bowl it, and then you'd be running in from the side trying to hit it. Oh, okay, all right, okay. I can't I can't remember rounders yeah. cricket or something. Well, it was something like rounders. Well, I asked um, Tammy if it was rounders, and she said rounders is a different game they play in the UK. If you're from the UK and you know about rounders, send us an email. Once was cool podcast gmail dot com. We'd love to know. So. On that note with cricket then, um, did you ever play French cricket? Yeah, French cricket. Uh, look, we used to play French cricket at school as part of, um, you know, part of our PE, uh, physical education, whatever you want to call it, um, gym, whatever you want to call it. Yep. But it was, it was because it was okay for um, girls and boys to play together. It wasn't mm-hmm. sort of someone bowling the ball down at 100, <laughs> 110 kilometres an hour. Like at cricket, you know, if you had somebody who could bowl fast at school, mm. they were bowling about 100, 100 to 120 was a fast bowler. Mm. And cricket ball is as hard, if not harder, than a baseball. Um, and um, if that that was coming down for you, what is it, 23 metres, 25 metres, 22 metres, 23? 22, 22 yards. 22 yeah, so yards. About 20 metres, a bit over 20 metres, yeah. Yeah. So imagine that coming at you at that pace. So we had to make it so... You had to bowl it underarm, yeah. and um, you had to hold the bat. You had to stand square at it with your, the bat in front of you. Yeah, and the the face of the bat. So you used to hold it with two hands in front of you. It's like you so say you couldn't smack it, hmm. you know, down the paddock. Yeah. Um, but it was also so. Not that they can't play cricket. Yeah. But. It's just what it was. Yeah. And we um, we used to – you used to basically have to try and catch somebody out or if they if you could hit them in the legs, they were out as well. Yeah. Um, and um, we used to have people who used to try and do like tiny little drop shots where they'd, they'd angle the bat down and just try and drop it straight into the ground as hard as they – well, not even hard, as soft as they could. But the issue is is where you pick it up from is where you get to then throw it from. So – um, it made it harder to protect your leg, so it was easier to get out. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But, you know, there was also a version we used to play and it was we'd just use a rubbish can at school as a as a as a bit of a wicket too sometimes. Yeah. Well we used to have this thing where um there was usually about thirty kids all around the all around the bat and it was played on concrete on it like a basketball court um up against well, no, it wasn't up against the wall. I think they had a garbage can again because there was someone, a wicket keeper. And basically somebody would come in with a shaved tennis ball um, and they would, and it was no bowling. It was throwing it from about 10 metres and they would throw it as hard as they can to try and get you out. And if you hit it and somebody, you know, it was the rules of cricket. If you hit it and you got caught, then you were out. Um, you had to try and run. It was hit and run as well. And if... Um, and then whoever got the ball from the hit then got to bat. Throw, throw the – no, 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 got to throw the next one. Whoever caught it got to bat if they got the person out or if the bowler got them out. But they used to come steaming in and they'd always throw it to the kid with the fastest arm. And so they'd be belting it in as hard as they could. And then eventually they got a bit wiser and they'd put tape on half of it so the ball would swing in the air Um and it was terrifying. It was a terrifying game. They used to um, try and knock your head off um, as best they could or, you know, throw it in as hard as they can because it was always 
was always played at the end of summer. So the the school year um, was coming to an end here. The school year in Australia was always uh, January to well, well, February to November, really end of November. And so it, it was still warm, but it, by the time um, you know school came around, it was getting to March and then April and Easter. And so this game, it, everyone wore shorts, so it was always getting cold. And if it hits you in the legs, it really really hurt. It was um, a brutal, fairly brutal sort of game. It was it was worse with um, <clears throat> excuse me. It was worse with those balls when they were taped because even if the tape, especially if the tape bit hit you, mm. that was even worse again. Yep, yep. And they were never trying to bounce them into the ground. It was always full tosses as hard as they could get them at you. Because it had just it had just whipped. So the the reason for the tape on is it'd go quicker through the air. So you'd get this spin on and it'd just get this swing. Mm. And the swing, if they if I could throw it really well, yeah. the swing would be astronomical. Like yeah. it'd move two to three foot. Yeah. So you'd be thinking the ball's going to come down, say you know, by two foot beside you, and the next mm. minute it hits it's, you fair it's in, the, in the yeah, hits you in the teeth. It's hits you quite a few people the, lost quite a few people lost teeth playing that. I tell you, hit you fair in the face, and that'd sting. And then you'd have to explain it because they mm. thought you'd had a blue in the school. <laughs> thought you had a fight in the schoolyard. So did you ever um, have those sort of sports days that were never actually sports events? It was more for the littler kid when you were a younger sort of kid and they'd play games like tunnel ball and whatever that other one was. But some of the other ones they'd have is leapfrog, as you mentioned again, where you jump over each other's backs. And there was always one kid that was taller than everybody else. So they were, when they hunched over and, and, you know, touched their toes or grabbed their knees or whatever it was they were meant to do and you had to jump over them, they were always taller and it would always be the smallest kid in the class. You probably relate to this. The yeah. smallest kid in the class would have to try and get over them and they'd never be able to get over them. So they'd sort of do this sort of half skew if falling off a falling off a rodeo bull type thing. I'd always get over them, mate. I'd always get over them. Whether I'd have to run up their back and jump off them, I'd get over them. Don't you worry about that. Yeah, but it was always I was always on the team with the tallest kid or the biggest kid in the class, and it was always that little bit harder. Um, and then, yeah, I was going to say it's always harder with the bigger kids, as in the the wider kids, the the heavier mm. set kids. Mm. That was the harder one because they the couldn't really bunch themselves up in a ball. <laughs> the ones who have had a bit more good living. Um, the handy with the knife and fork. Yeah, yeah. And then there was the three-legged race. Did you ever do that? I could oh, never. I could yeah. never, for the life of me, coordinate with the person um, that you were with to do the three-legged race. The problem is, you tend to get, and it's not just coordination. It was height, speed. So imagine me, because I was absolutely tall kid at school. Yeah. So I was really little, and then it doesn't matter. Anybody else was taller than me. So, Have we ever talked about that, uh, your, was it kindergarten photo where they made you stand on a couple of phone books? No, it was in my primary school. <laughs> a couple of phone books to, on the end of the girls' line. <laughs> and you were still the, and you were still the still, shortest. Still the shortest. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry. Um, yeah, no, no, it's all good. Thanks for bringing up horrible no memories. Worries. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's all right. I'm actually proud of that. Um, yeah, so from, from, from that point, You'd get into it's like um, any of those type of um, sort of they were the sort of the fun games to have. You know, the thing is, a lot of the time it was just carnage, pure carnage. You'd always have the sporty kids that would always win, but you'd always have the the um, people, uh, and it's usually they team people up that were just never a great. And I think the teachers did it just for a bit of laughs for the comedy. Yeah. 
Yeah, they didn't. I suppose they didn't have iPhones back there, so they just all got together and watched it unfold in front of them, like the egg and spoon runs. Yeah, well, that's another weird one where you used to have an egg sitting on a little, and it was always a little spoon. It was never a big spoon, I don't think. And you'd have to hold it in your mouth, and you weren't allowed to. Um, you you weren't allowed to actually touch it with your hands. If you touch it with your hands, you're out. And if you, yeah, and if you drop the egg, then you're out as well. Um, and it was always weird because it was always a metal spoon and you couldn't clamp down on it with your teeth. So you'd have to push your tongue to the roof of your mouth and try and hold the spoon in place and tip your head back a little bit to be able to keep the, to keep the egg on. Then run forward while you're looking sort of down your nose towards the top of your lips. Um, I hope I'm yeah. painting a good enough picture for you. Yeah, I'm just thinking of OH&S these days, running around with this metal spoon in your mouth. Well, if trip, you'd fall trip, over, if you fell over, over. And didn't put your hands out, yeah, no, that's the back, to the back of your back of your throat. And it was never a hard-boiled egg either. No, not unless you cheated. <laughs> well, if you knew it was coming on, but I, you knew I it was coming. don't know that anybody ever anybody ever really knew what was going on. No, not at all. We we used to do one in our swimming carnival, and what they used to do is they used to get um, they used to get a group of this is in high school. So they in high school they'd get usually you know a whole bunch of the year twelves, and then they try and get the smallest kid, which tended to be me. And what they'd do is they'd have like a, um, a water skiing rope, and basically it was whoever could pull somebody to the other end as quickly as possible. So I worked out pretty quick. You just duck, dive down under the water and they'd pull you through the water. You weren't allowed to let go. It was whoever got there first. So it was just this game of pulling someone through the water. Um, mm. So, I mean, that was another silly sort of game that we used to play when um, oh, in our swimming carnival anyway. Interesting. Hmm. Did you ever do anything like that? No, I think we used to just have to swim laps. I don't ever remember there being. And then at the end of it all, when the water was all murky and had this thick grime of sun cream on it um, and all bits of everything else floating in the pool, um, they'd let you have free time for about 20 minutes where there'd be about 150 kids in this pool um, and there was no room to move and sort of bobbing up and down. I think that was the fun time at the swimming carnivals. Trying to, trying to duck and dodge the couple of Band-Aids that had come loose in the race. <laughs> yeah, and then you were always, or the odd toenail, and then you'd always, um, it was always at the end of the day where you were hideously sunburned um, and dehydrated because we didn't all have um, endless water bottles to take with us. So, yeah, Well, there's I no just... such thing as water bottles back then. You go to the bubbler. Yeah, there were the there were those weird um, army canteens that were like the army surplus ones, the round, hard plastic ones with the um, with the screw top lid on that always tasted like filthy, filthy, horrible, you know, mass produced plastic. plastic. Yeah, no, they, do you, I don't, do you remember them? Yeah, yeah. And then people would think if you um, kept them cold, they would be better, but it just made the plastic taste worse. And we used to have these little ones that were true army surplus ones that sat in the bottom, the, the little round container sat in a, like a plastic, um, no, like a tin cup type thing. And the, the handle would, would fold out from underneath. And then you could drink, you could pour the water from your canteen into this, this metal mug type thing and drink from that. It was filthy as well. Yeah. I mean, it was, well, you drink filth all day if you were actually swimming. Um, and I couldn't, I'd, Never went in the swimming in the waters when they were pulling me on that bloody rope thing. Sorry, you were so what were you saying? You never went under the water? 
No, I never did any racing. I never, oh, okay. That never was, that was your racing, was it? Yeah, that was the only thing, just getting pulled across the water. So it was either they pull you across, they'd say to you, whoever was down the other end, and the, they'd go, you have to go under the water or they'd try and pull you on top. But if they're pulling you on top, it's just all you're getting in your face is just <laughs> 10,000 litres of water. Um, yep. So I just worked out earlier, you just go under it and hold your breath and hope they were strong enough to pull you up there quick. Well, we always used to have to have the, the 50 metres. Everyone had to do the 50 metres. So no matter how good it was, it was part of the curriculum that every person must have to do the 50 metres. And um, they, then they would have a final at the end, so the fastest kids. But if you went in about the seventh or eighth race and you made sure you came third, you could guarantee you'd never have to do it again. Otherwise, if you did too well, you'd end up having to swim again later on in the day. Yeah, I, I always come up with some excuse. I was always, uh, when they were calling out for me, I always made I, I just wasn't a great swimmer. So. I s- see, I could swim okay, but I wasn't great. I, I could I could swim to the other end and do that, but I was never quick or um, and, and I certainly didn't enjoy it. Um, and I, the, I was like a three-legged frog, mate. By the time I got old, I like swim in circles. Yep. By the time I... Um, I got to the the senior years. I just realised that if you just don't go, they don't. They'd call your name once, they'd call your name twice, and then they just start the race. They didn't. They didn't come looking for you, and they didn't really care whether you did it or not. So I just used to sit on the side. There was more that you just you know used to turn up, get your name marked off, than anything else. Get your name marked off, and then go elsewhere for the day. No, no, no. You always had to stay there because there'd always be somebody who'd dob you in, or you know, tell you anyway. So the other ones you mentioned before were some of the balloon games that you used to play. Yeah, it was before we actually came on air. We were talking about games and we used to play the balloon games where you had to pass the balloons either from the neck to somebody else, maybe neck to neck or knees to knees, and you weren't allowed to let the balloon, one, drop to the ground or two, pop it. And, um, yeah, just I don't even know what games they were in. It wasn't like a school sport game or anything. It was just games we used to play in some of the classrooms, whether it was, you know, um, yeah, just just ludicrous sort of school games. Idle I think time. it was I think it was just like teachers thought, how can we shut these kids up for it sounds like it's either a rainy day thing or a hungover teacher thing. A little bit of A and a whole lot of B, I reckon. <laughs> And the last one that certainly wouldn't um, that wouldn't pass um, OHS these days are the sack races. Do you remember that? You used to get in the old Hessian sack and have Hessian to just sack. and just jump. And there would always be somebody that would come a cropper and how they didn't break collarbones and 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 necks, I guess, um, because people used to fall fairly hard. Yeah, but see, uh, what I didn't get is the whole like if I was in a sack race, it'd be up over my head. So, so for me, I'd need like a, a small pillowcase or something. So from my point of things is you just, you know, it wasn't that exciting to me. I just made sure whenever any of that was, I mean, I like sport, but I hated sport days. I hated. You like doing sport on your own terms. Yeah. I wasn't going to be told I had to run a hundred meters when I could walk it. What I. The thing about the sack races is, is that people there was always someone there who didn't get the concept of you jumping on two feet. They would always try and either run or take a step or do a weird little canter type thing where they would, you know, they would move 
one foot after the other like they were trying to run and would always end up come falling over and never making it to the end. I mean, how hard is it to jump up and down with two feet together? It depends. Depends. There were some kids that, you know, uh, walking in a straight line was difficult, yet they'd come to sports day and they'd try um, and for me, good on them. And the, But what I do appreciate more than anything back in back in those days they only had a ribbon for first second and third and they had there was no participation trophies no not everyone got a ribbon if you didn't participate you didn't get a ribbon i i, I had no ribbons because i didn't really participate and when i did i wasn't you know it's it's like a shetland pony versus a normal pony um you know the shetland's never going to win so um yeah, there's no par- participation medals, trophies. Not everyone got a ribbon. You actually went there and you had a school champion and, and you know, they, I was a school champion and the, the, the age division champion and the runner-up. That's the only people who got um, – many individuals got ribbons for their races. But um, at the end of the day, the age champion got a big-ass trophy and then the, the uh, runner-up got a really little one. So, you know, yep. not like these days. And I never got one of them. Me either. Or a certificate to say, hey, I ran 87th in a in a, um, <laughs> in a, in a in race. race. Of, in a race of 72 people. Yeah. So <laughs> that's what I keep yeah. saying to my brother, my, my, my younger brother, out, out of our family, he's the fourth favourite son and there's only three of us. <laughs> There's always someone to come along that they haven't met yet. Uh, oh, we're at, just for noting on that, we're at my mother's um, uh, 70th birthday party and I wrote her a little note and sent it down to her and said, um, hope you're having a great day from your favourite son and then made sure it went past him so we could see it. <laughs> Did she know who it was from? Yeah, it was me and that's why I kept telling everybody because there was heaps of people there I kept saying that because, uh, you know, you just have to throw. So that's where the competition for us was. It was always at home. Yep. Yeah. And it's still going now. Even with your I, older brother? Oh, no, he doesn't turn up. Oh, okay. <laughs> but like I said, he's, um, yet my younger brother's still the fourth favourite. Nice. Good one. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway, that, I don't know what they had to do with anything. No, no, no. But it was, yeah, well, what, what has any of it got to do with anything, especially with this topic today? All right, yeah. mate. Anything else you want to add? No, what I do, and I will stand by it, mm. we give out too many trophies these days and mm-hmm. that needs to stop. I'm getting political, so we need to it, go. Well, talking about games, yeah, you are, but talking about games, I had a bit of an idea because there's everything, everyone rallies around, um, you know, drug cheats and people cheating and everyone trying to be competitive and get the extra advantage and these countries do this and this athlete does that, a lot of it in the media and we all look down our nose on it. But I'll tell you what they ought to do because there's going to be people out there that are going to take take performance-enhancing drugs. I reckon that once a decade, so in, in an athlete's time, you know, they're usually good for a span of about eight to ten years depending on the sport and what they do. I reckon that once a decade we have what's called a juices games where you're nice. only you're only allowed to compete if If you juiced if you juice and you have to test positive to be able to compete imagine you know it it would be meaningless and nothing and we're probably shortening these people's lives by making them take these drugs but you know it's their choice to join it but imagine the records they would have you know 
weightlifting awesome. small cars and shot putting out of a stadium, I think it'd be tremendous. It, it people would, you know, say, "Oh, it's terrible. It's not in the nat- the thing of sport." But I bet you to get watched, it'd probably get more viewership than a lot of the other um, sporting events going around at the moment. You just want to see someone's heart explode doing the hundred meter sprint. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> right, the hundred meter sprint that was done in in, in seven point six seconds. And only two of them made it to the end. All yeah. everyone else's heart they exploded. Can do the can do the um, the hundred meters like a Bugatti. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you can hear their hamstring snapping <laughs> from three suburbs away, <laughs> like a shotgun. <laughs> That'd be uh, awesome. All right, mate. Thanks for that. Thank you, Simon. On that note, we'll uh, we'll let you go. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for thanks for listening in, and we'll we'll talk to you next time.